why not uh, firearm safety? Just firearms training is, is key. You know, guns are an excellent tool. If you are required to fill out that 10-day form or your background check, you should also be required to attend a class. Of course, so you can obtain that firearm and take that firearm home with you. But we're going to follow these rules. My shout-out to you this week is to Jason. Well, this story just got off. My shout-outs to Ed. Like I said to Jason, I just took a huge... It's <laughs> <laughs> going down, I missed you guys. Adam Has a Beard is sponsored by Trail Boards and BohoSoul.com. I'm all about it, bro. Yeah, we all know it's not right. We all, we all want... We all want change. We've been reacting rather than responding. We can say this, we can't say that. We can do this. Whoa, you better slow down, you cannot. We're not going to stand for this frustrating, endless story. Because we hold a lot of fear around speaking our truths. Everybody, everybody should know that they can find The Refined Man at therefinedman.club or on Instagram at therefinedmanbarbershop. Never get it wrong, man. Never get it wrong. This is the law that you chose to uphold. You need to uphold this law. Um, I really want to. I really want to talk about that. The, that guy's, you know, James Naswood. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Love you back, dude. Don't Hell forget yeah, that, man. Know that too. All right, we're recording. Welcome to Adam Has a Beard, and here is your host, Adam Gonzalez. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> take two. <laughs> take two. Oh, take two. Yes. Hey, so. I had an interesting conversation. Now you and I, I, I bombarded you with questions and, and ideas and topics and everything. But the one that stuck out the most, shoot. <laughs> no, you had one topic and one question. It was fairly easy this week. Yeah. The, the sex ed bill. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned it doesn't go into an effect here till 2021. Right. Fully in fact. Correct. Right. But everybody and their mother's brother is going absolutely nuts over it. Right. I did talk, I talked to your friend and she said that this is supposed to be a layover of existing policies. And I want to say she sent me an email and I haven't had a chance to look at the email yet. So what we're talking about is the new proposals that, that lay over whatever was existing. But to, the, to my point, if you are upset now about something that's been going on, then you haven't been paying enough, enough attention to your kids. So we're going to be talking about the new legislation, right? That's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, I had, a, I had a conversation with my Auntie Jamie, and she was telling me, she's like, you know, to paraphrase, she was, she was saying, you know, all these things should have been taught already. You know what I mean? Age-appropriate levels of sex education Mm -hmm. is okay you know i mean some people are are more open with their lives and more open with education to their children which is something that i think is fantastic sure you know what I mean? now i don't i don't thoroughly understand and that's why i wanted to bring this subject up it's because right. i did not i'm just not understanding the laws i'm not understanding why suddenly it's a big deal that we're having sex ed in the classes right i mean shouldn't it be don't you think it should be age appropriate it should be age appropriate. My only question is, is it, is it, is it the educational system's place to do that? Right. That's my, that's where I thought we were going with this. Like you were like, at what age is it okay to start? And I looked into it and I looked at all the, the rules and the, the, you know, everything. And I was like, 
I love that. You know, I love teaching kindergartners sharing skills and people skills. That sounds great. But then yep. I saw the propaganda and it was like, we're going to teach our kindergartners how to masturbate. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. You know? Oh, dude, the hell no, it doesn't. That yeah. sounds completely age inappropriate. Right. Well, I don't know when the last time you played, you know, the earliest time you played with your tallywhacker, but Jesus, man, I don't want to teach that to the kids, you know, but I also don't want to discourage if that's what they're going to do. You right. know what I mean? I mean, you know, I can only go off of what, of what, you know, was apparent twice that like, you know, it's okay to be exploratory with your own body, but you don't share that with anybody. You know what I mean? Like, like, a, you know, random people, you know what I mean? But you know, if your kid comes to you and has, has questions as a parent, it's your responsibility to say this or that or this, you know, I, I just don't think that it's somebody else's responsibility for, you know, to go to a teacher and say, Hey, you know, Hey, so I woke up with the, you know, yeah, insert, right. whatever, you know, no, and come on. There, there isn't any of that in there. I saw it in later grades, four through 12, where they say that, um, like cleanliness, they're going to teach you how to keep your parts clean, but nowhere in the build is it said, and then you're going to stick it into this, you know, nowhere. Good. That's what I found interesting. I mean, we can go, we could go through it. I, I, let me see real quick, just so people, if they want to reference it, it's, it's the Senate bill. 5395 comprehensive sexual health education so and i'll put a link in the description you know what i mean um yeah it requires the schools to provide comprehensive sexual health and so my questions were what is sexual health right and mm -hmm. then what is comprehensive because that's a gray thing and then what do you consider education it's so all these words were breaking down because that's what they do you know and yep what's defined as a school like a charter school do are they under the same requirements and so stuff like that you know what is the definition of provides like i i it's just it's so interesting to go through this stuff but let me see yeah it's a it's a very gray area when it comes to any kind of legislation and right. any kind of laws here in the state because a lot of us don't understand law. We didn't go to law school to to break down these stupid laws. I mean, I we don't know, have right? any kind of a formal education. Like, uh, well, most of us, uh, me, yeah. for I'll speak for myself. I don't have any kind of education in reading the laws. I don't either. You know? In fact, yeah. I went to the Lincoln. It had like four hundred amendments to the original bill, and I almost gave up. You know, but then I found. I found another link that showed me the actual bill, and I, so I got to read it. And you guys get to, too, because that's what we do. I'll put the show note up so that you guys can read what we have, the information we have. And then you can actually make an argument based on what we know instead of the rhetoric going around. You know what I mean? hundred percent. hundred percent. We more want facts than right. just talk. I mean, because we could talk all day about it and give you our <laughs> thoughts and opinions on it, you know? But Right. I want to be sure that when we go forward, we move into 2021, if that ever happens, our ch children go back to school here in the state, that we're more informed and we're better, better educated as parents, as, you know. I mean, it, it, why wouldn't you want this stuff for your kid? Why wouldn't you, you know? Right. Of course I want my kid to know, you know, self-respect, uh, the yeah. meaning of the word no. You know, I, I don't want to raise a little asshole. I want to raise a gentleman, you know what I mean? There's not very many of those left. And I believe that, you know, teaching this, teaching my kid 
you know, boundaries and teaching him self-respect mm-hmm. and, and respect for other people, women, uh, kids, smaller kids, you know, bigger kids. Well, he's going to be a bigger kid, so he's going to protect the little ones. <laughs> right. You know, and all of these these things that are just this giant melting pot that we have to educate them. Why can't we do some sort of other education as well? I mean, shit, life skills, bro. You know, you know, we need life skills from the get go. The first thing, kindergarten, kindergarten to third grade. The first thing is developmentally appropriate, interpersonal and decision making knowledge. That's what you're, they're going to teach your kindergartner. I was never taught that, you know. I wasn't taught shit in the kindergarten. <laughs> I was taught my ass is going to get beat up. Right. I get chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's taking my toy. You know what I mean? And somebody's eating my glue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then skills of social and emotional learning. In so kindergarten. That, that sounds interesting, right? Skill, skills of emotional and social learning. It's kind of like, why are you crying? Shut up. Nobody else is crying, social and emotional. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just think, I don't think that stuff is. And then wait, grades, kindergarten through high school. Okay. And then everything else we mentioned is like fourth and up. Mm -hmm. So just for that, that doesn't sound like they're teaching your kindergartner how to masturbate. Unless, of course, they've already been teaching him to masturbate in previous curriculums that they've been using. You know what I mean? Jesus, I hope not. You know? And so what it's saying is these are the basic requirements. Mm. And a teacher might add more. The curriculum might have additions to it, but you got to pay attention to that stuff. This bill just got passed, which means they've been talking about it for two years, and you guys are just throwing propaganda of now why? You know, yep. it's already passed. I mean, what are we going to do? Amend it? You know, you know, we, nobody's going to vote, right? You know, it's, it's a tough thing to do here in the state. And now, you know, speaking of voting and trying to get to, you know, those, what, what is it called when, is it the electoral vote? The, or the electoral college thing? Yeah. Yes. I don't understand that completely, but I know that King County just went down the shithole oh, just no. recently. So with, these voting um there's a chance the rest of the state can can vote you know what i mean you know now that we've lost king county essentially you know we've it's 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 gone into complete complete anarchy you know we got people you know checking ids and extorting money from the citizens right there in the city of seattle really durkin lost control of it and trump tweeted about it and said hey you know get to, to Inslee and Durkin, mm-hmm. get control of your city or I will, mm-hmm. which is, you know, okay, now there's a chance for us, as a, the, us, the rest of the state, to vote on shit that we can actually change. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I vote every time and I'm like, oh, hey, oh, nothing's changed, you right. know? Because King County wanted it this way or King County wanted it that way. And okay, uh, no one, nobody goes into that cesspool to hang out anymore because of the, because all the, all the shit, you know, right. you got, you literally, you know, Lauren Culp said it right, and Chief Culp said it that there's literally feces on every corner, dude. There is, everywhere. It's just insane. insane. Yeah. So I'm hoping that changing, the vote. I mean, swinging the vote back to the rest of the people who actually live in the rest of the state 
You know, I think that we can maybe if this is this offends enough people, hey, change it or make amendments to it or vote it out or whatever, whatever it is that we can do, you know? Yeah. So I'm hoping that something good happens and I'm hoping that people actually notice. So, you know, there's more to this sex ed bill than just sex. You know what I mean? There's, there's no sex in it though. That's the problem. Yeah. I think that the word offends people and they, they think automatically, Oh shit, dude, what, what? Right. You know? Yeah. I think they just need to read. Maybe, maybe check it out. If it offends you, read it, and, and then make your your educated decision. Read into it more, right? If if it matters to you, right? How much exactly. time did you spend trying to figure out which popsicle you wanted last night? You know, you don't spend that much time on the things that matter to you. Your representative represents you, right? And your representative right represents you, and the Constitution represents your rights. Because we didn't want a federal government. And so all the states got together and said, we'll give you a government, but here's our rules. You can't right. do this. And here's what you can do. And your representatives, who are they, Denny Heck and Maria Cartwell, they defend your rights. You know, mm. that's who they, they are. But your local officials do the same thing. They defend your rights. Mm-hmm into the, your state constitution, like Lauren Culp was saying. I don't agree with Lauren Culp on a number of issues. Right. But, but I also believe that no government should be one party. I like, I like Democrats for their great ideas, but I love Republicans for their fiscal responsibility. You know what I mean? And I mm -hmm. wish those two could work together because that's the way life is meant to be, you know? Yeah, it should be working as a team. Big I mean, dreams implemented rationally. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if like we had a fully functioning government that wasn't all about making money, was all about making the rest of us secure mm -hmm. and, you know, possibly everybody working on their own, you know, doing their own thing. That's a great thing. Right. Right. But if our government had our backs or our government had an agenda that was very clear to all of us, right. not only to the people who understand language of bills and, and, and that of that nature, but simple things for us you know why are we raising taxes oh because mm -hmm. we need to supplement this income for this this and this or whatever you know yeah. they do that all the time we're raising your property taxes because we're going to pay for the new sex ed bill yeah. <laughs> you know and you're like you're like yeah okay but then you realize that nothing is you know i don't know your property taxes go up again the next year because there, there's something new. Why not balance that stuff? Exactly. They keep thinking, it's like, ah, oh, well, you know what? We've changed it one time. We're just going to, yeah, it's okay. They're not going to notice. We're just going to keep going, keep raising it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's a shame. And that's what Republicans are good at, balancing. The problem is, is they don't, they don't believe in social programs as much as Democrats do. Like, I would rather say, man, why are you getting paid so much and getting free insurance just for being a, you know, a house state, you know, representative? Why are you getting free insurance? I don't get free insurance. I have to pay for my insurance. How about we start there? And they're like, no, no, no. That homeless shelter we've been funding, we're just going to get rid of that. And we're going to keep our insurance. And that's what bugs me. Yeah, dude. I don't like that idea at all. Right. I mean, I wonder how the Canadian system is set up to do right? <laughs> to allow for that. You know what I mean? 
wouldn't it be cool if you just one day got like jury duty summons that said, hey, for the next two years, you're going to have to be a representative in the house for Washington State because you live here and it's your duty and you got an apartment in Washington State for you and your family and you went to work every day doing that and you got paid $40,000 a year to do it and insurance and then you were gone. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, how awesome would that be? Right. The turnover would be not only would it be a, uh, a fresh, fresh blood into the system. It would yeah. also bring, you know, outside perspectives. It would bring huge Random, randomness, right? hundred percent. You wouldn't I mean, have any more Republican Democrat. You'd have just a bunch of people. <laughs> you'd have people who live in the state who yeah. actually live here, who actually see what's going on, you know, feel the pulse of what is happening in the communities. Right. You know what I mean? These higher up representatives have completely lost touch with what is actually happening in the communities. You know yeah. what I mean? They used to be farmers and cattle ranchers and, you know, landowners that yep. they, they were the ones that could afford to travel to Washington and that's why they got the jobs. But mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of them were just, you know, our neighbors and I don't know yep. They became professionals at some point, and yeah. that doesn't make sense to me. So either either take no salary, pay for your own insurance, get a NASCAR jacket with all the people that lobbied with you and that you took money from, yes. or take a base salary of forty thousand and don't make it a career. Right? Hundred percent. Let's see who's backing you. Let's see why you're be you're even in position. Yeah, yeah, we might like that. And why not give a dividend to? the people of your state. I'm not saying Denny Huck takes kickbacks, but what if he got $10 million to, for green energy for Washington? What if he arranged a side deal and he got a $10 million kickback to make your state better and then sent you a dividend of $10, right? Because mm -hmm. you sent everybody in Washington, look, I just scammed this company and you're benefiting. Maybe, you know what I mean? You know, I would, I think would have a little, not necessarily a better appreciation for that, but I think I would have a better understanding. Oh, that's what happened. Right. Okay. At least he's honest. Right. You know, and there's no honest politicians. We know this right now. No, yeah. I'm going to tell you, Denny Heck refuses to talk to us and Maria Cart Cantwell refuses Cantwell. to talk to us. And I've reached out about as much as I can and. I don't know. We're gonna have. To, I'm gonna have to start looking at their records because if they're not gonna communicate with us, maybe we'll find people that will and support them. Yeah, I'm down for that because I think it's time to open people's eyes. I mean, we're we need a change, man, and it's not happening. And it's just we just see a, just a steady decline in our cities, yeah. in our counties, in our state, yeah. and then as a collective in our country. I mean. Come on, yeah. come on. We need that. We we need that change. And I, you know, which which kind of leads me into the next thing I really want to speak about was this whole the the, the big change that's happening is you know a powder keg that I keep talking about that has always been you know present. This whole racial divide. You know, we got politicians trying to divide us all. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, that's called wedge politics. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. And I'm beginning to understand that this wedge politics more and more with each passing day because of how and the situations keep developing, how people keep acting, how, how they people just fall into out. them. That's what bugs me. 
Mm-hmm. I'm happy to be in this wedge. And you now nobody else is supporting you except the other people in your demographic. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, come on. You got to pay attention. And then I get people saying, you know, hey, did you see? Or hey, did, have you heard? And I'm like, this is not new. Right. This is not new. None of this racial divide shit is new. Yeah. Not one bit of it. You right. know what I mean? They've been, yeah. they've, been tra- they've been talking for 400 years, and now that we finally heard them, we want them to stop talking so they can hear us. <laughs> you know? no. That's not how it, it works. It's not exactly. That's not 100% not how it works. I mean, right. you know, you got, you got, I understand. You, you've got to take a minute, and I heard this someplace too, is you got to take a minute, and you have to educate yourself. You have to learn. If you're, if you're upset because – because the Black Lives Matter movement is such a prominent thing and in your face, you're not paying attention and you have not educated yourself remotely. Right. Take a step back. Take a step back. Close your mouth. Open your ears. Listen. It's, yeah, it's not personal. It's not personal. It's not personal. These are people that need our help. These people yeah. need our help. You know what I mean? They're American. 100% American. They're our brothers. I mean, I don't know any other thing other than the brothers and the essays i know the chinese and i know the whites and i know these are people that i've that are that have been people right that's how i classify them as you know what i mean mm-hmm. i've always known them as just people and i think people need just just need to stop get off the goddamn high horse pay sure. attention just for a minute they need our help right now it's an you issue I mean? we're not we're not combining issues they no. want equal rights end of sentence now whatever else is going on in your head is a separate issue that we can address once we get this fixed so let's get it fixed fast because yes women need their rights gay people want more rights the disabled need their rights but let's fix this and build a template for how to fix everything else yes yes and i don't i keep hearing what should white people say? And I keep saying nothing to any other white person. It's to yourself. That's what you need to, you need to figure it out for yourself. You don't need to tell black people how far and how enlightened you've become because it's not far enough. You don't have to tell other white people how they're wrong and racist. You need to fix yourself. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, the last thing I want to see is I don't want to see, I don't want to see, white people get hurt i don't want to see black people get hurt i don't want to see anybody get hurt anymore i mean this is just ridiculous you know and i think the the massive catalyst for for this for me i mean growing up i'm gonna take you back real fast hot second growing up it was always that guy i was that guy i was a mexican i was by myself you know what i mean and i kind of saw and then of course the brothers came into the situation the brothers were kind of testy with the mexican and then the other mexican came in so there's two mexicans and the brothers mm-hmm. you know and the sisters and then all of a sudden high school happened and i was like oh man more people what yes right but during this whole transitionary period of of middle school to high school music was such a huge factor for me it always defined what I was going to do, what I was going to learn. Right. Above and beyond everything else, you were still... 100%. 100%. And I was, you know, huge into... Uh, what was I listening to at the time? Oh, it was a lot of 
lot of a lot of hip hop. You know what I mean? Because LL Cool J, because of uh, uh, Kid and Play, you had a bunch of other just just random bands. Random Snoop Dogg. I'm all over that shit. Yeah, Ice T. You know, Ice fucking T. You know what I mean? And so, and then he, you know, and then as I started growing, all of a sudden NWA came into play. Yeah. And the very first song that I heard from those guys obviously was Fuck the Police. Mm. And I was like, we were just, I remember uh, my brothers and I were sitting there listening to this cassette tape and we're like, what? Yeah. What? What do they mean by fuck the police? What do they mean? Right. You know, and I remember sitting there like, oh shit, we're good to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, why? And so I started looking into it, started reading it. And every time I get into the subject of, well, what's going on in Compton? You know, what's going on in LA County? And I would always ask, and always my teachers would always tell me the same thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, one, now I want to know. You tell me no, I'm going to go in and start digging. And then I discovered something. Because of NWA, I discovered why the Watts riots happened. There you go. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. You see this? Hmm. And then... It just blew up after that. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is ridiculous. You know, and everybody I knew didn't all of a sudden, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's the cool thing to do is get into hip hop now. And all of a sudden now, and I just like, I felt like such an asshole. And I'm like, you know what? Now everybody's starting to, you know, gather around this piece of, of, of history that I was into big before, before it became, you know, taboo. Oh, it's cool to get into. Nope. Right. Don't like it anymore. You know, I'm out. I'm out. But NWA always kept me, you know, right on that forefront of like, oh shit, dude, this is what's happening right now. Drug dealing, hose, uh, racial divide. Right. You know what I mean? But and you got to remember that that also had the effect of scaring the fuck out of a bunch of white people and saying, that's what black people are. I'm racist. I wanted, I do want to bring a point up about racism. Like I was talking to my friend yesterday. There's this 19. 20s 30s racism where white people were were keeping black people down as property right but i think like after 1965 when the the voting rights came and lyndon johnson and i think racism became more experienced where i'm seeing these things on tv and that's what i think a black person is and then when i meet one they're more likely to be that right and then so i'm scared and now i have an example of what i don't like that i can say now i'm not racist i just don't like black people because the version of black people that i've met isn't something i like but you've only met one out of you know millions but you're that's how your perception is formed and so it's a different type of racism that we're fighting now it's 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 not learned from our parents and our family. It's learned from experience, which means that can change, right? 100%. 100%. Just, just by you being who you are, you change things because you're an example of a Latino that isn't scary because on the news, we're watching Lockup and all these shows where it's a bunch of Mexicans with tattoos walking around like gangsters saying, I'm going to fuck you up and shit. And then when we meet a Mexican, we're like, is he that? maybe a little less, but I'm still scared. 
oh, don't, don't get me wrong. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> so I just think it's, it's an experience and we can, we can change that. It's not like deep rooted now. I mean, there is parts of the country where racism is deep rooted uncle Tom sort of stuff. And man, mm. we should just like kind of drop a mohawk on them. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But they're dying it's... off and they're fading away. But I don't want, I don't want the Black Lives Movement to think that the form of racism I might be dealing with or my friends might be dealing with is the same thing. It's not. It's not the same thing. And you guys just peacefully marching is changing the world's opinion about black people and how they act and how mature they can be and it's stupid that in 2020 they have to do that yep 100 percent, 100 percent. i mean you look at watts watts was uh you know up in flames yeah you know what i mean the the rodney king riots april 29th 1992 yeah. you know i remember that day very fondly who didn't watch all of that you know oh who didn't watch all of that you know I mean, I watched every single minute of that, all that stuff. And then you see L.A. on fire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was watching that program last night, L.A. 92. And there was a man on top of the, the Beverly Hills or, or up by uh, the Hollywood sign. And he was like, yep, there's Culver City right there on fire. There's uh, the capital, the, the capital city, the capital records. Uh, it's on fire mm-hmm. and just everywhere on fire right flash forward to this present day where minneapolis you know you had george floyd just completely devastated mm-hmm. horror, horror you know it's a horrific murder of course you know of had course. they had they kept going with rodney king they probably would have killed him do you know what i mean of course why did they stop because they got tired probably who knows i don't know, I don't know. Uh, who knows right but yeah. they they proceeded and killed George Floyd. And the world erupted. Yeah, we the saw world. It. We watched it. Yep. We yep. watched it. We watched the world erupt. Right. And you know, people there was there was people that, that protested that I believed I believe had every right to protest, which were people who believed in the human race. And they were trying to peacefully protest. That's what's going on. And that's their God-given right there. It's written in the Constitution, the ability to protest peacefully. Yeah. But these rioters, these inciters, these instigators. Separate issue. Completely separate issue from these peaceful protesters who just want change. Mm -hmm. And they don't want change last week. Because that didn't work last week, the the month before it didn't work last last month, you know, last right. year, last decade, none of that change happened in the last decade, last century, sure didn't. Yeah. When is that change going to happen? When are we going to see change that is actually going to affect us as a whole? And I'm not talking black lives. I'm not talking white lives. I'm not talking Latino lives. I'm talking. All of us is a human fucking race, man. We're all Americans here in America. Yeah. America is not great. I don't care what Trump said. I don't. I will fight you tooth and nail. I'll give you my address so we can meet up and fight. <laughs> Trump did not make this country great. It's completely 110% divided. Yeah, totally. It's divided. And I'm. it infuriates me that I'm 
here to talk about it. But at times I feel like I'm the only one who's paying attention because everyone's like, la-di-da, I'm going to go plant some daisies. Guess what, motherfucker? Let's deal with this first and we'll go all plant daisies. Right. You know what I mean? Because I'm a way better gardener than half the people in this, uh, this my neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what I'm not is I'm not a very good politician. I'm not no way, shape, or form am I a politician. Why would you no way, shape, or form can I read laws. No way, shape, or form can I make change by myself. You know what I mean? I, I think you've I can... never looked at a you've never looked at a proposal. Some of the proposals oh. for these laws are on a piece of post-it. Yep. And it's just one sentence. This is what I want. I want equal rights for black people. And then somebody goes, okay, but only if. And then eventually it turns into this list of bullshit. Yep. <laughs> you know 100%, 110%, man. You know, women still don't have equal rights, right? Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? So I, it's ridiculous. Do you know that out of all the police fatalities, including black, white, brown, 50% of those people were disabled? Wow. 50% of all police fatalities, the people that died, we're, we're handicapped. Wow. You know, mental handicaps included. Wow. So PTSD. Is, is that what we want the police dealing with? And it's the same thing as do we want our educational system? I think we should fund our educational system enough to where there should be an offshoot of counseling because there, but there might come a point in that teaching to where it doesn't fit your kid. And I think right. at that point, if your child is non-binary or if they're prone to more of a bdsm sort of thing where they get security out of that stuff they need yeah. to know or at least explore it to decide if they like it or not and so right. i think i think there should be counseling that offshoots and offshoots and offshoots i don't think a kid should sit in the classroom and say this is what i am i'm i'm lesbian because they have to say I don't, I just don't want that to happen. I don't want kids to be in that situation. And so my only question is the same thing with politics, you know, and people, why are you just, why, why? Sorry. Why? <laughs> no, don't be sorry, bro. Don't be sorry. I want to hear this. It's you just, know? it's just, we have a chance to break down one of those wedges, the biggest wedge, black and white people are different, but humans and Americans are the same thing. And yep. so I just think we need to realize that. And if you're racist, chances are you just haven't met enough black people for you to give a fuck. You, know? <laughs> you have not opened your eyes. You haven't opened your 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 barbecue pit yeah. to a party so you can have somebody of, of ethnic color to, to come over and hang out and, and yeah. drink some beers, barbecue. Yeah. You know? it, it tells me you have not had a blue collar job or worked in any meaningful way because you would be in a, you would be in a larger demographic at a printing company i worked 14 years and there was five white people and you know 200 mexicans and i was like yes you know and they, dude every day <laughs> this guy would walk leave and he'd be like later mija and i'd be like oh bye and then somebody finally four years later was like you know he's calling you as his daughter and i was like i don't care i love him too you know what i mean <laughs> Oh, what a prick <laughs> yeah but yeah i would call him Goto, yeah. you know hey, yeah, well, no, no problem Hoto, Yoto, whatever you know i would just come up with 
they would tell me words just say this to him today and i'd be like all right <laughs> oh no dude oh, i'm no. the idiot that didn't learn spanish it's my fault not theirs <laughs> well. but they taught me how to eat carnitas you know what i mean they yep. they fucking got my back when shit was going down i got picked up when my car broke down i had places to stay when i needed it and these guys were we fed each other we we depended on each other there was machinery going on and we could lose limbs if we didn't work together and i trusted them and they trusted me you know yep yep 100 percent, man 100 percent. you just got to break down those barriers got to break down yeah it's just a rough thing you know yeah, and we have a chance to because we get louder the more wedges we break down because yep. now suddenly black and white people both realize we're human and American together. And now we're one demographic of human and American. And we just got to get other groups like the LGBTQ community in there, you know, and all that stuff. We got to get them in and say, you're human too, right? Yeah, come join us. We'll talk about yeah. you. You talk about us. <laughs> yes, that's one. God damn it. That's yes, one. I mean, because I mean, you know, the harshest, harshest comparison I've heard so far it's like if you sat if you sat a mexican a, a black person and a white person on a curb and shot them they would all bleed the fucking same Hell yeah. Hell yeah. so why can't we live the same you know why can't we live why can't we live the same way right but what i'm wondering is if you sat them all on the curb and pointed the gun at the black guy would the mexican or white guy jump in front of it the mexican would jump in front this was the weirdest thought I had, and I never said it about George Floyd. Why didn't people rush that cop at that time? Somebody would have gotten shot, but why didn't they? Why didn't a, they try? A mob of 50 people attacking a cop, one person, four people are going to get shot, but George is still alive. Why didn't that happen? I mean, but, I, yeah, and why didn't so the other cops dudes. do it? You know, it wasn't, and that's a selfish thing. I wasn't in the moment, but. I said it on Facebook. I think I would have. I think I, I just, it, when I watched that video, all I wanted to do was push that cop. And I just, that's all I wanted to do. And it bugged me that I couldn't because it was video, you know? <laughs> exactly. I wanted to go up and just like mob on that motherfucker. Right. I mean, what are you doing? What are you fucking doing? Right. And these cops and they're, you know, and I don't think necessarily, I can't say cops, all cops, mm -mm. because there's a lot of great cops. Of you know what I mean? Lacey Police Department has a commander by the name of Chris Ward, who I met him back in the day, 1993. I met him. He was part of the gang unit and met him and talked to him. And he's like, hey, I'm a musician, you know, right. this and that. And I'm like, well, good for you. You know, at that time, I wasn't a musician. Right. But then I'm like, wow, wait a minute. He's a musician. Okay, cool. So I ran into him, I'll say about a month or two ago. No, before the pandemic. Ran into him all of a sudden. I'm like, Chris Ward, what the fuck, dude? And he was a commander. I'm like, oh shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? Right. He's like, yeah, I'm still playing music. And I'm like, fuck me too. And this and that, we sat and bullshitted. So not all cops are fucking assholes. Not all cops are out to kill. Not all cops. It's the few. It's the few that are infused with this hatred, this dislike, this discordance to the system. That need to be removed. The good you know needs I mean? to weed out the bad. We say it all the time. There's not one, but you know, I say I love the military, and somebody says, Yeah, they're assholes too. Yeah, there's assholes in the military. There's assholes everywhere. The good should root out the bad. Mm -hmm. 
I know a couple assholes who clean toilets. You know right. what I mean? So, so, you know, it doesn't matter. When, when the U.S. had the nuclear bomb, right, and we dropped it on Japan, but at some point Russia got the bomb, and America started freaking the fuck out because right. we could get bombed, right? And the government, they didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to do. So they instructed everybody to clean their houses, paint your houses, take care of yours, and make sure it's clean because a house that's covered in debris is going to catch on fire much more likely than a house that's clean. And if you clean, your neighbor's going to clean and your neighborhood becomes clean. And that's how it is in every demographic. Your Adam, if you see another Mexican, you address that if you know him in the way that you know how. It's not up to me as a white guy to say, well, it's up to you guys. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm working on white people here. You work on the Mexicans and then we'll all come together. It's not my place to confront any black person about how they're feeling. All Fuck I do, no. all I do is I put a heart. That's how I, I just put a heart and I leave it at that. It doesn't, I show my support, but I'm not telling them I'm enlightened or unenlightened, you know? hundred percent. It's it's not our time. It's not our place, man. We right. need just to need to listen. Right. You know, we just need to listen. We just need to hear. We Definitely. need to close our close our mouths and open our ears. <laughs> right. Sit the fuck down. You know, there's no reason for anybody, any white person today to to feel any kind of any kind of uh animosity. There, there shouldn't yeah. be anything. Sure, you know. History was already done. It's history. You know what I mean? But just listen to why they're oppressed, why they're feeling this way, because you're not getting it. You're right. not seeing it. You're, you're not experiencing it. You're not on the other end of that, that torment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're not at the other end of that anger. Nobody is. We're, we're not seeing what they're feeling, and it's why they are protesting. They need, they just need to be heard. Yeah. They need that equal treatment. They need you know, I, I, here right now with me, I don't see that. You know, I don't see, I don't see the divide. I guess you could say. You yeah. know, I see a, I see my brother, I see my sister, mm -hmm. white or black. I think Muhammad Ali put it best. We brought them here to build America, and we we took everything, and once we had everything, we we freed them. So they had nothing and they couldn't get anything because we had everything. White people had made them build our houses and then we owned the land. And then we were like, all right, bye. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, so they never got anything. And, and when they did finally get something, they were supposed to get like 40 acres. Right. And a lot of municipalities fought that for as long as possible. And then when they finally did get it, the people in the area were like, well, okay, fine. We don't want you here, though. And that's how the that version of racism happened. It's because white people told other white people that this big animal was going to be coming out of the woods with this giant penis, and it would just destroy your women, you know? And black women, they're animals, too, because who can take that black penis? You know what I mean? <laughs> We don't ever want we don't ever want our women to know that that penis exists because of course <laughs> she's gonna want something like that you know, and that's how racism started and then 
yeah, what happened? A, a white woman saw a black penis and went, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and her husband was like, fuck you. <laughs> so it started out of jealousy? <laughs> yep, it started out as jealousy. White people so are jealous. That- we're, we're jealous of the attributes of the black man. Much like I'm sure black people are jealous of what we have now, you know? Like, I'm poor as fuck, but a black guy thinks I'm richer than him by nature, you know? Yeah, I think we need to change that perception. I think we all need to just realize that we're all one. Yeah. You you can be in your black party, or you can be in your white party, or you can be an American with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I prefer the American. I mean, we're we're all American with insert race parts here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is, you know? I mean, that's what it is. You know, I read something that depicted the history of of slavery. And during that era, during that era was, you know, obviously it was such a horrific thing. But if you could escape to Mexico, you had, you were free. Right. But they, the, the slave plantation owners would always send bounty hunters into Mexico to go and find their slaves to bring them back. 100% of the time, they were met with something worse. Right. They were met with death. Yep. You know what I mean? And so I've always thought back since back then in those days that, man, it's always going to be the brothers in the essays. It's always going to be because that's all, that's all we knew. Mm-hmm. Like my auntie, when she came up and she was like, you know, she's like, how come, how come there's not very many black people in here? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like, because where I'm from, they're everywhere. And they're beautiful people. Why is there not that here? And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, because you're in Rainier. We're the biggest pile of racist shit you're ever going to find. <laughs> She's Dude, like, I'm out of here. Washington State was founded on, on the Aryan race. That's where all the white people went when the black people started taking over everything. They all went to Washington and were like, go away. <laughs> Wah, <Yeah>. you're dark. <laughs> <laughs> idiots you know i mean no i here's the thing i'm not disagreeing with them i am most comfortable around people that i like and if people that you feel like you like are the white people in your life then that's fine be that you know that's i don't have that luxury i don't i wouldn't want to live that way i've never grown up that way but if you have and it's comfortable to you live it i'm not criticizing you right Stay in your light, in your white wedge. That's fine. Us Americans, we're going to get together with the transgenders and we're going to get together with the Latinos and the Dominicans and the fucking Filipinos and the Koreans. And we're going to have a good time with good food. And you sit there and eat your white bread. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, white bread is not that bad if you make it in French toast. Just saying. Right? Two pieces of bologna, you're in prison. <laughs> shit man oh dude it's i don't have the answer i don't have the answer to how to fix it i just know how i can move forward you know yeah i just know that my kids are not going to be racist pricks my kids are half mexican well i always say 98 percent mexican but that's beside the point and they're uh two percent white uh so i try to instill them that there's good in everybody heck yeah there's good in everybody. Your heart has to be full of love. Your heart has to be full of, of undeniable courage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're going to go out into this big giant world and you're going to see some things that are pretty amazing. 
Yeah. Fuck yeah. And now I'm just talking about the people. You know what I mean? Oh, there's agree. a lot of amazing people out there in this world, especially the Brazilians. But I'm just saying, uh, oh, they are. Oh, I love the Brazilians. Uh, they're amazing people. Everybody's amazing. And you're just gonna and you're gonna encounter these pockets. Yeah. These pockets of people that are just dipped in the ugliest color imaginable. True. My kids' job as humans is to make the decision for themselves whether they want to be around that situation or not. And if they are going to be around that situation, hopefully they change that color and make it for a better place, make the world a better place, because it's going to be, it's going to be dismal if you don't, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think my kids are getting it because the way I'm telling them and talking and teaching them and showing them and making my life as transparent as possible with the people that I have in my life already. Right. And it's such a diverse group of people that they're like, uh, sweet. <laughs> this is how we're living. Sweet. You know? And it's, and it, it, I think that it's my responsibility as a parent, you know? Sure, I'm going to teach them their their heritage, but sure, I'm going to teach them there's a better way to live, man. There's a better way to live. Do you want to live like this, or do you want to be in America with the rest of us, bro? Because here right. it is, you know? Well, here, let me put it in a way that make, made sense to me. Out of 100% of Americans, 33% are Democrat. 21% are Republican. And that means 46% of America is independent. Out of that 21% that are Republican, Donald Trump has 80% approval of 21% of the nation. Out of that 80%, the percent that are the radicals are 14%. Of the 80%, of the 21%, of the 100% that is America. The problem is that the news has turned its cameras on the 14% of the 21% of the 100% of America. But the truth is a majority is independent because they're not, if you split the 50% with Democrat and Republican, the majority is American. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I don't know why we're focusing on black people make up 10% of our population. Okay. Yes, they matter. And it's easy to solve that problem for 10% of 320 million, right? 320,000 people are asking for equal rights. We can do that. Right. (laughs) It's not a problem. But what I'm saying is it's not just because CNN put their cameras on 10% of our population marching doesn't mean that's 91% of America, it means it's 10% of America. It's not an overwhelming problem. It's a really small problem Mm -hmm. that we just need to fix in a major way. Oh, 100%. It needs, it needs addressing, man. This is 2020. What the fuck? You can hate somebody because they're not technical. You know, you don't know how to use a phone. Fuck you. (laughs) You don't have to hate somebody. That's something to hate somebody about. Right. I I thought, that's what I keep wondering. It was like, you know, my kid asked me, 
He's like, uh, when did this start? And I'm like, fuck, dude. Honestly, man, this happened way back before we were all even around, man. Right. I mean, this shit's never been fixed. It's I, never been fixed. I traced the it back. Came. I traced it back to the Bible, the Tower of Babel. Everybody worked together to build this tower, and God said, "Wow, they're communicating too well." And He knocked down the tower. Everybody was scattered, and they all had to learn different languages. They couldn't understand each other, and that's that's where racism started. Damn. In okay. the Bible. Well. All righty. <laughs> Burn that book. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't listen to me. I don't even fucking like the Bible. Right. You know? But don't do that. Don't burn that thing. That's you know? you got to understand the Bible is a metaphor. It's not, it's not, it's not every step of the way. It's sure. be Jesus, be God, be these role models that you're seeing. It's not. So here's the devil and here's God, right? Who's winning? That's up to you. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? In all mm-hmm. fairness, your brain is God. You, it perceives everything. It knows everything. That's God. So train it. <laughs> yes. Train it for some good. Train it for some, you know, beautiful things, you know, do some art. God damn it. <laughs> do, do whatever, make, do whatever makes you happy, but just don't, don't bring happy unhappiness to other people. You don't 100%. if you don't have to. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. If a black man comes up to you and says, "Yo, I'm going to kick your ass," yeah, be scared and be racist, right? But if a black man's laying on the ground in in pain, him up. ask him if he needs help, right? He yeah. isn't posing a threat. I'd rather yeah. be hit by a hundred snakes, injured snakes. You know what I mean? Isn't that the saying? Yep. Pass one. I don't know what the saying is. <laughs> I've been burned helping people a lot, and it feels better to be burned helping people than the guilt of passing it by and living for the rest of my life and thinking I could have helped, right? Yep, 100%. Give, give, give. And then when you get stomped out, man, well, lesson learned. But that lesson is, you know, I should have given more. Maybe they would have stuck around more. I don't know. I Because I'm in the same boat, man. You know, I've helped so many people. I've done so much that I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be good. I've sacrificed a yeah. lot of things and burned in the end. And I just like, well, fuck, what do I do now? You know, quit. I'm going to, you know, with this whole music thing, that's why I quit. I mean, just like burned, 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 put, put burned. something into it and burn, burn, burn. Yeah. And sacrifice so much, man. I mean, I could have been in my own house years ago, decade ago, yeah. two decades ago. I could have done this. I could have done that. And, and instead I'm like, you know what? I'm putting all my eggs in this basket because I believe in this music thing burned every fucking time I turned around. Right. And I'm just like, and then I'm like, okay, well I quit. You know what I mean? And then I just like, it's such a bad thing. It's like you, you give and you just, and in, in the whole scheme of things, it's like, you want to give and you want to be wholehearted and you want to be the guy who is, very supportive of your people, very supportive of people around you, yeah. um, your friends. And in the end, it just, it just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and, and it sucks that people believe that it's okay to take those kind of people and just toss them aside. You know, I don't like that shit at all. And it pisses me off. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I had somebody tell me that if you're doing anything for somebody, you're doing it for a selfish reason. And yeah, so what the? You shouldn't. You shouldn't do it for selfish reasons. 
and I don't think that's necessarily true. I think friends do for each other what they can. Yeah. And there's, I've always had like a log in my head of, have I gone too far? You know, have I asked too much of this person or, you know? Yeah. I just try yeah. and keep up to date, but there's people and people mature at different, just because I'm a mile ahead of you on the road doesn't mean you're not on the same road. It just means you're not at the same place on the road as me. Exactly. 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 I can, I can, I can totally pinpoint a couple of times in my life where, where I've had buddies like, Hey man, you're, let's go out. We're going to go out this weekend. You know, we're going to go get hammered this weekend, go pick up chicks, whatever it is that we're doing. And I can't, man, I got no, I got no money. I just can't do it. I'm trying, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I'm barely surviving. Mm. Got you. That means okay. I, have, I have half as much, but you also have twice as much, right? Exactly. You know, and there's two guys in particular that are like that, you know, in my life that are still very prominent in my life right now. Nice. Kenneth Washington, shout out my boy, Kenneth Washington. Nice. One bad mother. <laughs> Shut your mouth. One badass. I mean, we, we bonded over Clint Eastwood and Sean Kemp. You know what I mean? Nice. And, and the dude, it was like, as soon as we started hanging out, it was like, hey, man, let's go out for biscuit lunchtime right. and we put practical jokes on people and people would be like what what hey let's go find man and get a haircut yeah let's go let's go get a haircut let's get right. a shave let's go get to boho soul and just start feeling better you know let's go skate at the trail board shop you know let's go let's get a, pick up a board you know pick up a board today yeah i know yeah. what you're saying i think yeah. you surround yourself with givers and nobody's unhappy but once you put one taker into the mix, everybody has to protect themselves. Yeah. Oh God, the time bomb that is the the takers that the just takers. drain right. the life out of the group is yeah. just so enormous and so taxing yeah. on everybody else's soul that just disrupts the harmony. Is yeah. horrible. They feel that they feel entitled to something. I was yeah. thinking about this when it comes to like women. When you meet a woman. When you see a woman, Karen, you think to yourself, what am I entitled to? Like, what, what part of that do I get? And then, so that's when we meet her, you're like, hey, Karen, you want to you wanna have sex? And she's like, no. And you're like, but I'm entitled to that, you know? And then we're constantly trying to figure out what it is we get from Karen. You know what I mean? And then when she's finally like, yeah, okay, you can text. We're like, yes, now I'm finally going to work towards what I think I deserve for, with this person, you know? Mm. And I don't think that's how it works. I, I think it's, <laughs> it's getting to know somebody, but I don't think we were entitled to anything from anybody. You know we're going to meet at 9 o'clock on Thursday. I don't think we either one of us feels like if you're not there, fuck you, you know? No, hell no. It. And I think that's the difference. We just we don't deserve anything from anybody, but what we get is awfully special, you know? That's 100%, man. Except I don't know any Karens, but I'm, you know. That's why I use the name Karen back. Well, you know, it's called unridiculousness. All the all the women are Karens, right? <laughs> Shout out to Rob Deerdick if you want to be on the show. I would love to know if it feels like hell to be in that studio your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Come on Man. the show, Rob. It's the only show on MTV, Ridiculousness. Have you ever seen that? It's like on oh, all the 100%. time. 100%. I feel bad for them. Uh, like they just stuck him in that room and that's hell. You know? <laughs> exactly. But it started before that, you know, it started, what was the show that they had? Uh, Robin big, Robin big. I love big and Rob. Yeah. 
Yes, and yes, in yes. The Fantasy Factory, I think it was. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you could just saw, saw you, they were just doing some insane yeah. shit. They were good friends. I loved it. You know, it was beautiful. exactly, exactly. I mean, you have, you know, growing up, I had people like that around me. I had Marco Hernandez, who is now a tattoo artist who owns a lit fuse. Shut up. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he's. He was always, you know, hey, I'm just going to go do some art and, and go skate later. And the twins, Jamie and I cannot remember Jamie, Jamie and Jeff Stewart. They were skaters. And Andy, who was big into the misfits and punk rock and Fugazi, those guys were just, hey, we're going out skating and do some insane shit on those damn skateboards and i loved watching them man i took pictures of a couple of them i got marco too got a picture of marco doing this rail slide massive rail slide well back then it was massive right you know and it, those guys are just you know they lived that life of fuck it let's go do it you know yeah. and they did and rob dyrdek you know putting that on the national stage was just like it opened the doors for all the skaters to be like oh hell yes let's do it yeah no yeah. And then people started realizing, you know, you know, Burnside had that skate park down there in Portland, not far. When you come up here, by the way, shout out to Portland. Uh, out Portland. Hopefully all, all this shit mellows out. We go down and we just go eat some voodoo donuts and oh, get a lap yeah. dance with the Blue Dolphins. I don't know, something weird. <laughs> yeah, I want some voodoo donuts. Shout out voodoo donuts. If you'd like to sponsor the show, I'll give you my addresses. And you can send me all the voodoo donuts you want. It send him the cock and ball or the uh, old DB, the ODB. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love yeah. it. I love it all. <laughs> oh hell yes, hell yes. But yeah, yeah I get man. what you're saying. Yeah, dude, it's just, it's just I don't know, man. We just need to all kick back and relax. Yeah. We just need, a, we just need a barbecue. We just need to eat together. We need to break some fucking bread. We need to get rid of this damn pandemic and get together because it is taking a toll on a lot of us. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's like now we're in phase. We're still in phase two. I mean. Yeah. It's, you know. Are people getting sicker? (laughs) No. No? I have not seen any. I mean, Texas and Arizona, they're they're running out of bed space. The the epidemic in Florida, it's getting bad all over in these spots now. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, just wow. I mean, just wow. you know, it, it's, it's interesting because now they're taking any coronavirus symptoms and then making a, making it the most prominent thing. So like if you have, yeah, could be, yeah, if you have a fever, it's coronavirus. Yeah, that's how they tested for it. Have you had any fever? I had went to the hospital the other day for an MRI, and they were like, "Do you have a fever?" And I was like, "Nope." Coughing? Nope. All right. And I was like, "Ooh, I passed my first Corona test." <laughs> my buddy's like, "That's not the test." And I was like, "Oh, oh." <laughs> it's when they take that that stupid cotton ball and shove it, or that cotton stick, and shove it all the way into the far back regions of your your taint yeah, no. through your nose. It's got to come out your butthole, and yeah. you see. The, the Q-tip, and you're like, oh, God, help me. Jesus. Right. Ah! God, fuck. Ah! It's the same ah! test I use for my escorts. Trust me. I know that one. <laughs> that cotton swab comes out your pee hole, bro. Yeah, yeah it goes up, goes up her nose, comes out her vagina, and then I know oh. everything. I know the test results right then. 
right then and there. You're like, oh, yep, you're good. Nope, oh, you're not good. Little and goblin monster. What the hell is he doing in there? Oh. Bye. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it was uncomfortable. That yeah. that test is uncomfortable. I bet. And then the antibodies, you know, they test. They get results really quick. Okay. You know what I mean? So the antibodies just take your blood, test it, whatever. Like, okay, yeah, you're good. Okay, cool. That's and let's cool. let's shove this Q-tip in your nose hole. <laughs> Like, all right, just go through the pee hole gently because I'd rather yeah. do that. Oh, no, you do not want that. No, Have you, you don't. Ever done it? Yeah, I had a camera in my pee hole. That hurt like a motherfucker. Okay, I will shoot a urologist that ever tries to come near my penis again. Shoot them. <laughs> that, don't ever get that done. Don't ever have a camera shoved in your penis. It hurts. All I could say, and I, you know, nurses and doctors sitting around, and all I could say is, what the fuck? You know, what the fuck? He'd be like, okay, see that? I don't care. What the fuck? <laughs> no. oh, God, no. I mean, don't forget that your penis shrivels like to like, no, don't put that in there. No, I'm hiding. And then, no, he's like, yeah, no, you're not. Boom. <laughs> With fucking fluid till it's squirting out and you got a camera going in and fluid squirting out. And you're just like, what the fuck? That's how my day was going to go. I did not expect that. I would have run to Canada, you know? Oh, shit, dude. Nope. No camera near my pee hole. No, you don't want it. They put you asleep when you get a camera up your ass. But when you get a camera in your penis, no. Just you put know? me out. Just put me out. And, and what's worse is I couldn't, like, complain to any of my friends because they're all women. And they get that done, like, monthly, right? <laughs> Some some random guy comes in and sticks his thumb in their vagina and they you know that's what they take. Oh, dude, you get a camera in your pee hole once. Yeah, no, they get that Q-tip in their urethras and all that stuff. They get tested like yeah. three months every three months maybe. Yeah, yeah, the gynecologist exam. Oh, that yeah. hurt. Yeah, you know, and then when they say it sucks, they're not lying. It's not lying. But yeah, I feel sympathy for you because now I've had a baby come in and out of my penis. So I can say, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Jesus, dude. Right. Jeez. Hey, uh, shout out to my kid. She went back to work today. Nice. Yeah. She'd been trying to collect unemployment for, uh, for since this whole pandemic went down because, you know. Yeah. And they just kept denying her. Yeah. Kept denying her. And finally, um. You know, my weird. friends Jim and Jim and Audrey, which I'm hoping to have here on the show here pretty soon. Um, entrepreneurs, they're uh, she's Audrey is a part of the Olympia Film Society, nice. and and has always been one person in my life that's been a constant. Whenever I was in any band, I would always go talk to her to book a show at the Capitol Theater, which is the historic Capitol Theater, um, wherever there was venues to play. She was the one I would always call. We developed a massive friendship. And her husband, Jim, was just a, a, he played in a couple of different bands. The Old Dirty Birds. Shout out to Jim. Jim Davies. Sure. Jim. You know, shout out to the Revival Motor Coffee Company, downtown Olympia. Get your motorbike worked on by the fantastic Jim Davies. And get a cup of coffee. From the front of the house, which is, you know, coffee shop. Uh, my kid is working there. Tori's working in there. Uh, I know I'm missing one other one. And I know Audrey's working in there, too. 
massive shout out to those to, to those guys to that crew love you guys you guys will always be my people you know miss lolo at the bohosoul.com and the treos trail board skate shop excuse me i'm almost messed that one up love you lady thank you for being such a fantastic person thank you for being such a fantastic sponsor um anything you need for your skateboards trucks wheels decks uh fantastic decks that she's created on her own with the artwork um clothing line uh, grip tape anything you need for your skateboard she's got it anything you need for your soul bohosoul.com has got it fantastic stuff crystals rocks uh spiritual boxes which there's one left for the season one left you know maybe it's gone i don't know by the, by the, by the time we're recording but fantastic uh a refined man opened up at capacity well a minimal capacity you got to wait make your appointment wait in your car get your you know get your your, your temperature get get in there get yourself 100 percent royalty treatment with a hot towel treatment, waterboarding next, uh, haircut, <laughs> shave, um, style. You get the beard oil. You got um, the Apoca Theory 87 merch there that uh, fantastic. My beard is uh, lacking in it because I ran out. And uh, that's yeah. my. I want, I, some beard. I want some beard oil. Dude, let's get you with some beard oil because they have some fantastic products fantastic place to go uh shout out miss mishana miss debbie mr tyler tyler mr tyler <laughs> shout out shout out to my crew shout out to my people because every time we walk in there they uh they treat you like royalty hey, they man. treat me like royalty here's the thing uh shauna showed uh wait refined refined man barbershop on instagram had a had a post about the crew and they were all standing there together, and I thought it was awesome. But then I'm going, there's extra people there that I don't know. Yep. I know there's this, the, I, I saw I saw Tyler. Hey, I saw uh, Tyler. You know, I was like, awesome. But who are these other people? Yes. So you have the receptionist, and I believe I don't know the other one. I don't know the other one. That's all right. We have time to learn. We don't know everything all at once, but if we if we take the time, we will at one point. And I think, you know, I think the, the receptionist was still relatively new before the, the pandemic and, and the, the added person, you know, I'm going to have to go in there and I'm going to have to uh, get a haircut. There you go. You haven't been in there. I haven't been in a long time. And if I show Michonne on my hair, you know what she's going to do? She's going to reach through the phone and punch me in the neck. I bet you <laughs> she could, man. I bet you she could. Uh, She's tough, dude. She's tough. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that's uh. All right. So I people. figured there's a way around the sex, the sex ed thing, and we could cure everybody's, everybody's worries. You know what I mean? I was in the bathroom, and I was like, "Why don't we teach kids how to masturbate and just get it over with?" You know what I mean? You, you know what? I'm gonna tell you this right now. No. <laughs> right. I don't want to be any part of that. All right. Step one: take your finger and stick it in your ass. <laughs> Step two next week. I wish I <laughs> you know, I'm going to tune in next week. We have another episode. We'll just tune in tomorrow. <laughs> Welcome to our final episode for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why we're being yanked off the uh, podcasting here. Uh, <laughs> here we funny. go. 
I don't think anybody needs to keep, teach a kid how to masturbate, honestly. Mm, no. No. I think that uh, it'll happen. It'll happen naturally. Yeah. And uh, it is what it is, you know? It is what it is. I remember my first time with a Laotian. Wait, 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 what? Oh, there you go. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about that stuff. No. Later, later on Adam's masturbation confessions. <laughs> Episode 387. <laughs> there I was with a Laotian man. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Adam has a beard and some lotion sponsored by Jurgens. <laughs> Not today, my friend. Not today. Today is sponsored by Hamps. <laughs> you know, we never hear about, like, we always think about, you know, boys just sitting there doing that all over the place. But we never hear about women, you know? No. Nope. I'd like to know, do they mature or do they go crazy just like, because I think we all have, like, a bunch of hormones and we're like, wow, this shit's crazy until we get older and they, like, go away. But I think mm. we start out just crazy like that. I think we all start out crazy like that. I mean, you know, the, the explosion of hormones, our body's going every which way but loose. Right. You know, it. I don't know. I, I would say, in in a healthy person, yes, I would yeah. say that we're all led. I mean, I yeah, I think it's cool. We can't judge kids for being that when we're this. You know, exactly. I was that. I was that. I think it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, you know. I'm not judging anybody, bro. Nope. Nope. All nope. right. So, no. what else? So, here's what here's what bugs me: is are the homeless the problem, or is homelessness the problem? I don't have an answer. Lauren, really... Lauren Culp did, and yeah. that's that's what bugged me is that the homeless are the problem, and so his his addressing that is the tough love, which means taking a homeless person, putting them in jail or prison and reforming them. It seems like a lot of work and a lot of money just to make a person homeless again. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You come out and you can't get a job because you're a felon, you know, there's that. And so you're back to square one again, but you know, not all, not all homeless are, well, I don't want to say that because I don't really know if they are or not. They're but not all of them are druggies. Right. You know what I mean? But all the ones that I've seen, all the ones that I see, you know, everybody knows the the, the infamous underpass of the Pacific Avenue exit 107 here. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it looks looked like a dump. Yeah. It looked like a dump, and it is still looking like shit. Okay. You know, and then not too far from there with the old strip club. The old, the old Olympia strip club. Everybody laughs. Um, it's now the jungle. They call it another part, another extension of the jungle. We have one in Tacoma. We have one in Seattle. We have now one in Olympia. It's just are they little tent camps? Camps. Hundred percent. We have those 100%. all over Florida too. Yep. Yep. All over Olympia. All over. And then we have one whole city block dedicated to the city, city homeless camps, that. You know, how do you, how do you fix it? You drive by and all you could smell is just this horrific, right? Horrific. I mean, back in the day, we had the aroma of Tacoma (laughs) and I would much rather drive through Tacoma than go downtown Olympia. Shout out Tacoma for the first time for your smell. (laughs) (laughs) 
Pierce County, baby. You know? Yeah, I don't have any answers or solutions, but you had mentioned like that there's crap on the corners, and that's a homeless person problem. That's not a homeless nest problem. You know right. what I mean? And so yeah. I was like, I get where Learn Culp is coming from. It's just sure. I don't agree with cutting the budget to care for these things, increasing the budget for the police, and then asking the police to take care of the problem. It's yeah. a, they're not meant for that. They're not trained for that. But I don't yeah. know what the answer is. <laughs> we really don't. There's really no answer, and it's really difficult yeah. for us who don't have the control of the budget or any kind of any facet of of that legislation or any facet of that city government or ordinances. Mm. We don't have that. I mean, all we have is people outraged that we aren't doing enough, but I don't see those people out there cleaning up the camps. Yeah. I don't see those people out there, you know, who have spent hours in line to give these people, these homeless people clothing, free cell phones, free drugs, free places to inject themselves right. and then go to the camp to only to find all that shit that was given to those homeless people given to them for free mm-hmm. dumped into the woods mm. in piles and who has to go and clean it up not those guys that are advocating for these homelessness right not one of those guys have been out there not one i mean i i went out on a homeless camp cleanup on one of my first missions Wow. It was the worst, worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Worst. You could see free, all these clothes. And the guy I was working with was like, yeah, that's all the the clothes you can get from the Union Gospel. That cell phones, look at that pile of cell phones. Look at that bucket of needles. Wow. Bucket. I'm talking five-gallon bucket full of needles, full to the top needles. At least they kept it in one spot. You know what I mean? I that mean, was the plus side. Nothing given is ever appreciated. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So I don't see the, I don't see the balance. I don't see people saying yes, this is the solution, or hey, this is a, this is the answer. I don't, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. And it's an ongoing issue that'll never be answered. It'll never be fully ratified. You can't just ship them off to, you know, whore island. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. You can't give can't. them jobs if there's no jobs, if there's no businesses open. Or they don't have the effort, they don't want to make the effort to get a job right. because there are you know, places you can go downtown and get jobs. You know, they got manpower, they got all these different that's, places. That's what know? I'm wondering. Why isn't why isn't there a coalition of people to collect the names of the homeless and try and match them to the jobs? Yeah, like if you if you had started a year ago, you would at least have three hundred and sixty five people yep. registered. If you did one a day, right? Exactly, <laughs> man. I mean, there's places where they could take showers. I mean, yeah, you know, okay, now maybe I don't know. I don't. But I don't, by the smell, <laughs> I can't yeah. tell you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a self respecting person that would just want to live in that. And so I don't know why they would create it or yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about the problem. Maybe we'll find somebody that can help explain it. Cause like, you know, Lauren Culp, he thinks about that, that 42 year old, you know, homeless guy that's an addict and abusing. And I'm thinking of like the 14 year old little girl whose parents got foreclosed on. And to me, that's the difference is 
Once yeah. you've been shown and you've chosen, it's different. A kid didn't choose. It's just suddenly what they, they're in, you know? Yeah, it's what they're in, and all of a sudden, that's what they know. If you give you somebody know? a chance and they blow it, they're stupid. They're not no longer ignorant. But a kid, they, right. yeah, and that family, I feel bad for them. If they're trying to get back on their feet and we can help them, that would be awesome. But if yeah. they're not trying, that's the difference, and I don't know how to separate that out. I know there's a water hose spitting out homeless people for various reasons, and I know that if we just fix that, that it would stop, and then we could solve the problem of the people that are homeless. But, but we need to stop creating more homeless, but I don't know what's creating homeless people to begin with. Yeah, it's, you know, very, it varies. Yeah. It varies. I mean, everybody we talk to that that is around have started homelessness because of they didn't have a place to go shoot drugs up. Okay. You know what I mean? So, and then you have those other people who have just lost their homes, like you're saying. And, and how do you fix that? How do you fix the opioid, uh, the, the opioid problem? How do you fix the, you know, foreclosure problem? How do you fix whatever, you, you know, it's yeah. just so many, so many things that, I just don't have the answers for. Well, I know I know pharmaceuticals work really hard to create some of those opioids. And I, I'm guessing that in all of their studies, they know what would block that in your body, the opioid yeah. receptors. If they just worked as hard to pump out a pill that blocked the effects of opioids and heroin, that, that, that would be solving the problem they created. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? And but still, even if you take away the drugs, he doesn't have a place to live, an address, and there's no jobs out there. You can sign up for manpower and sit. Man, you know, in Chicago, it was like 100, 100 Mexican guys would be sitting in front of Home Depot waiting for somebody with a project. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there's yeah. no job, you're not going to be working and you're going to be homeless. Yep. Yep. You're not going to feed oh. your kids at night. Sucks. Mm. Yep. Man, that sucks. <laughs> Definitely not putting in cameras in my pee hole though. I'm gonna tell you right. Maybe we should tell the homeless a year from now you're gonna get a camera in your pee hole. If you don't, if you don't start working at something. <laughs> you're gonna get a camera in the pee hole. Right? Right up the pee hole. You're right in the pee hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a GoPro in there now just for so they can like, <laughs> randomly look at it. Mm -hmm, and for, mm -hmm. you know for the record that doctor said oh look cancer and i was like oh no and he said yeah and then i told my doctor and she's like you don't have cancer and i was like i didn't think so and then i saw him again and he stuck the camera in me and he went yeah there's the cancer and my doctor said that's not cancer and so they sent me to a proctologist and he stuck a camera in my butt and he was like yeah that's not cancer and he's like I'm not going to tell everybody what it is. It's kind of disgusting, but everything's, you know what I mean? Everything's good and natural in there. That's the, it's not, it's just, it wasn't cancer, but Jeez. I had to take a camera in the pee hole. So some doctor could charge me for it. Oh yes. He knew it wasn't cancer. There was no yeah. signs of cancer in any of my blood or any of my urine or any of that shit. The, the scans I took. There was no cancer, but he wanted to charge me to have me lay on a table and stick a camera in my penis. And if I can find a lawyer that'll take that case, fuck you, doctor. 
<laughs> I'm going to take your Mercedes Benz. It was rape. If it was unnecessary, it was rape. You know what? You better get yourself a damn attorney. Right? Any attorneys out there, please get a hold of Jason. I've been raped. I've been raped. A couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a couple of times. Right? <clears throat> and if you don't re if you don't compensate me in the hundreds of thousands, then I will give the name of the place that did it next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tweet that name out real quick. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. But you know, I was thinking about having somebody on to talk about men's health because we really that's that shit just makes us nervous. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. And we're just like, nope, nope, not going in until I'm dead. Yeah, right. And I think mm -hmm. that's how all guys are, you know, fuck yeah. the doctor. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But I don't know why. You know, you got a family. Yeah. You got a family dependent on you. Why wouldn't you want to be as healthy as possible? Exactly. But maybe it's because the medical industry is looking for any reason to take advantage of you right now and schedule you for unnecessary things. Doctors, they're so slow that are calling patients, and I'm getting appointments set for me that I don't even know exist. You know, one day I get a text saying, "Hey, you got an appointment tomorrow?" Still, I never set one up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's something I found out too. It's like, you know, you know, since I've had this accident, I haven't seen my real doctor in years. Uh, so I want to say wow. two years because she just refused to see me because of the, it's the separation thing, you know, L and I and then regular doctors. They just don't want to muddle the two. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. You know what? Well, I'm having this issue. We'll talk to your primary. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're my primary, but I get it. I get it. And then all of a sudden I get a text message, you know, same, same situation. Yeah. You have an appointment coming up. No, my insurance called me. Yeah. You, you got charged for this. I'm like, Nope, never went. Didn't even set that up. Exactly. Call that up now. Yep. Call being called out and they're pretty pissed about it. But you know what? I didn't make that appointment. Yeah. Don't tell me you're, don't tell me you want to see me now. You didn't want, haven't want to see me in two years. Right. No, 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 don't pull that shit on me. No. Well, you need a checkup. They scanned no. my bladder and they were like, oh, you have something on your liver. So they scanned my liver and they're like, oh, we saw something. Now we're going to have to give you another scan to look at your abdomen. I'm like, what the fuck? I was right there. Why didn't you just go back and forth? Why didn't exactly. you look for everything? Why yeah, are you, you trying there. to, your nickel? I mean, the fucking thing's $15,000 an appointment and you're having me do them four or five times and billing my insurance. Who's not yeah. catching on to that? Exactly. Bernie Sanders understood that was going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, the guy isn't a genius about everything, but he understood that about that, right? Yeah, exactly. And you think Republicans would be upset because that money's not going to us or them, right? right? right. It's going to a, an institution. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So that shit's crazy. And then there's like within hospitals, there's private entities. So you might get a doctor that comes up and says, hey, you need this. And it's just some private company saying, hey, would you like this? But they're saying it as if they're professional doctors, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes zero sense to me, dude. If I'm going to come into a doctor to see something for something, you, you make that something right here. I don't want yeah. to go out and see four or five different other assholes who want a piece of the, the, the insurance money. Mm-hmm. I want to get treated here. I want to get treated now. Done fucking deal. Yeah. If it's absolutely necessary, we'll talk about it and see how necessary it is. But no, mm -mm. it's a hundred percent of the time. It never happens like that. Yeah. You know? Cause at the end of all that, I talked to my doctor and she's like, 
did I ever look in your butt? And I was like, no, did I ever look in yours? So the whole time, <laughs> the, the, my point is I went in two years ago to a doctor in Chicago. They didn't, they didn't know what it was. And then a year ago, well, last September, I went to this doctor and complained, right? And then after all of this, her solution was, did I ever look? No, you never did. Because <laughs> you would have seen what everyone else finally saw. You know? Right, right. Oh. And that's what bugs me. The original appointment, all she had to do is bend me over, stick her thumb in my butt and go, oh, here's, here's the cure. No. You know what I mean? No, you know, they just, everybody wanted a piece of the money. Everybody wanted, everybody wanted to get of rich money. off of Jason. And they wanted to scare the shit out of me in the process. Exactly, man. You know what that does to your mental state? When you tell somebody they have cancer and months to live? Yeah. 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 That's horrifying. Yeah. You might actually, like, ask, ask a cute little escort to move in so you're not alone and, you know, mm -hmm. spend a mm -hmm. lot of money that you shouldn't. <laughs> that's a whole other chapter on adam has a beard it's called jason's confessions jason's <laughs> confessions jason moved in a 23 year old escort so that he could say in a month that she she committed identity theft and stole his money and reduced oh, the money but then he he liked her <laughs> oh. and decided not to do that to her yeah there's that <laughs> yeah, it was just fun it was just fun a separate issue actually i think i was actually like i think i think i did oh i think for the first time faced with mortality you know that we talked about that when you're faced with yep. mortality you see the world in a different way you know you see yep. you see an ending end date you know? yep you see the ending yeah. yeah you sure do sure do i think it's funny that like somebody in their 20s doesn't realize that life is this long you know they just don't get it and then when you when you're this age you're like oh man this is i've, I've lived so much <laughs> you know? exactly exactly oh dude it's insane brother you're so insane <laughs> well my man what's up uh we only got an hour and a half what do you think that's killer dude another, that's killer. another hour and a half to go yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I, I always I always wanted to give, you know, I, I try to continue this. I don't know if I did it last time. Well, obviously, because I think Lauren Culp, we we had a conversation with him, so I didn't get a chance to say give a, a, a musical recommendation, but I always right. try to give one. Okay. I always try to give one. Always. Let me have it. This week. The band's called Upon a Burning Body. Fantastic band out of Texas. The CD to listen to is The World is My Enemy Now. Check that one out. And if that doesn't, you know, light a fire under your ass so you can go and fist fight everybody equally, you did something wrong. I love it. <laughs> shout, out to, uh, shout out to Addy. And Rose, and April, and Raylin. <laughs> you guys are awesome. You're the best. Thank you. Oh, yes. Shout out to shout out today to the Revival Motor Coffee Company, Jim Davies, Jim and Audrey. Um, yeah. Love you guys, man. Shout out to Shauna, Charbonneau, Debbie, uh, Mr. Tyler. 
Mr. Tyler. Mr. Tyler, don't forget Amanda, who did a lot of research for no reason. Yeah. Thank you, Amanda. Shout out to Amanda and Shauna Williams. Thank you. Um, shout out to Z, my niece. Uh, shout out to Jesse. And uh, you know what? God damn it. Everybody just be be one with each other, man. Fucking love each other. Yeah. Shout out to Molly Chauvin. Shout out to Molly Chauvin, teachers of the, of all of all the teachers, man. Shout can't, out can't, to all the teachers. Yeah. Just man, just, let's just let's just get to loving each other. What happened to that? You don't have you to know. care about everything. You just have to care about what's in front of you. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Adam. Isn't he? Hey, awesome? whoa. I mean. You guys have been listening to this show for a while. Shout out to Adam. I mean, you don't get to see it in the podcast, but he's beautiful. I mean, I fall in love with his eyes every time we do this. That's why we're, our conversations are so long. I just love staring at him. My eyes look half shut. Right? But the, the racist in me is like, you're not falling in love with a Mexican guy. Are you? But, you know, and the demisexual in me is like, I'm, I'm learning to trust him. And the sapiosexual in me is like, man, he's just got some good insight. You know what I mean? But my penis goes, no way. No way. <laughs> I've had a camera in there. Not him. It's not a camera. Move on. <laughs> Next week, we'll talk about sounding, which is the other thing inside your penis. That's right. That's right. Thanks, Adam. I love you. Love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> <You're hilarious>. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit, dude! <laughs> you crack me up one hundred, bro. Hey, guess what? Adam has a beard is produced and distributed by Public Access America. Adam has a beard is also sponsored by TrailBoards.com on Instagram at Trail boards skate shop hey what about bohosoul.com on instagram at the boho soul and we cannot forget our friends at the refined man the refined man dot club or on instagram the refined man barbershop thank you for listening to adam has a beard come back next week and we will eat your soul once more